The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. All right. Well, welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm coming to you live. It's always good to come live because that means I'm still here, doesn't it? So we are finishing up the month of love. That's very funny that I say that. Okay, no more love. We're done with it. We're at the end here of February since we only celebrate love once a year. I tried to extend it the entire month. So we're done celebrating love. No more celebrating love out there. You can go back to your normal phase of not loving, right? (laughs) It almost sounds that way. The month of love. Well, we're going to continue with the month of love. And and what's fabulous is if you want to call in at um, 816-251-3555, I will answer your questions regarding love and love only, relationships, intimate relationships, whether one is coming soon, whether the one you're in now is good or bad, what the issue has been in regards to love. So don't be afraid to call in. You can call in anonymously. Um, If you have a question about love, I won't even mention your name on the air and no one will recognize your voice. We'll do one of those robotic sounds and nobody will recognize who you are. You can talk like this. But call in. Let's find out what's going on with your love as we continue and finish up this month talking about love. There's always wonderful topics to talk about, but but love is really primary because that's one of the major reasons why we're here is to experience ourselves as love and to experience love that we feel for ourselves and for others and love that we receive. It's always wonderful receiving love. Right? That's when you feel good about yourself, when you receive love. Love is in the air. So we're going to be talking about love. Please call in with your questions. Um, But before we continue, I do have a couple of announcements that I would like to make. 
<clears throat> First of all, you're, right after my show is Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. And I'm bringing her up because she is going to be appearing as a special guest host next Thursday evening on the Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship site as the special guest of the month. Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship was an international organization for many years. Oh, my God, many decades, actually. The Raleigh chapter is the last surviving chapter. And what Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship did was to bring in major guest speakers once a month, the first Thursday of every month, other than July or June, is it? June or July. I always forget where they do their fundraiser. <clears throat> They're a nonprofit agency and they only charge $12 either in person or online to see the guest. And then they have available to you all the other guests that have been online last month. Well, actually this month is February. We had Howard Martin, who is absolutely amazing, talking about HeartMath that he helped to develop the science and the understanding and and the field is phenomenal and they've got their their fingers in everything now spiritual and metaphysical because of how important the discoveries have been about the heart and the energy around the heart so howard martin was our last speaker and our dear beloved um, Kelly Sullivan Walden from Unity Online Radio is our next speaker. Like I said, mark your calendar. It's usually she'll be speaking from 7 until 9 p.m. Yes, it is virtual on Zoom. If you go to spiritual-frontiers.com, spiritual-frontiers.com, you will see all the information on how you can register and get the Zoom link so you can watch her from your home, the comfort of your home, and she will have uh, a, a wonderful talk uh, this uh, next Thursday and also Q&A. So please join us and uh, come and listen to Kelly. Uh, and you can listen to her show right after mine, but come in and listen to what she'll be talking about um that thursday it'll be fabulous so that's one also also um i'll be letting you know when you can go pre-order my book the secret that's holding you back the secret that's holding you back it's so much important information i've spoken about so much of it on this show that you definitely will want to read it, hold it, make notes with it, and join our Facebook page and discussions and asking me questions. I will be interacting with all who participate, the secret that's holding you back. If you go to Amazon.com, you can actually read the description of it right now, the secret that's holding you back, and you can still pre-order it. It's just that uh, we still are putting up a, a couple of chapters so that you can read what it's going to be like and some of the information in it. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff we're still putting up and that's the, the publishers doing that, but it will be actually all over the world internationally. So if you're listening to the show from another part of the world, other than the United States, 
um, you will be able to get the book as well. And they're talking about different languages already that they're going to be translating it into. So I'm very excited about that. That's a great piece of information. And um, next month, next month, you definitely have to mark your calendar um, because I am going to have a very special guest on um, when is it? I want to make sure I have the right date for you. Um, I believe it's March 9th. March 9th. I'm just checking that because I want to make sure I am not misdirecting you. I mean, every single show here is important to me, obviously. Uh, but when I have some special guests on, and uh, this will be an unbelievable story, of course, because this is about um, um, a former federal judge. So, I mean, I mean, I'm thrilled that she's going to be joining me, Karen V. Johnson, Living Grieving. She was not only a former federal judge, she was a former Fulbright scholar in Afghanistan and a U.S. Army major. And she is retired doing that. And now she's a master energy medicine practitioner. And you've got to hear her story. It's absolutely amazing how her life was changed by the death of her son. And so that is going to be, yes, Wednesday, March 9th, right here on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Karen V. Johnson, you can read about her on her website, KarenVJohnson.com. Living Grieving is her book published by Hay House. So come and join me. I've got the, the uh, privilege and honor of having her on as a special guest and hear her story live. So make sure you mark your calendars for that. But um, here we are. We are in the last week of the month of the love month, February, the love month. You know, I should change that whole theme song, right? <clears throat> so if you do have any questions regarding your love life, please call in at 816-251-3555. I do have a caller from New York that I am going to bring on, on now. Pauline, Pauline, oh my gosh, Pauline, Pauline. Hi. You're, you're Glad I got in. <laughs> Before mother. the rush started, because I know it's after the, after the Valentine's Day, people are probably still wondering what's going on with whoever it is supposed to come to them. So mm. do you see... This is the person that I met 20 or 22 years ago in 2000, and I demanded the universe send me the person I was supposed to be with, and then we had a part. He made the choice to part, um, and I was still legally married, and now I'm, uh, my uh, husband passed away six years ago, and I got his blessings finally, and they have a connection, but it, a lot of his ancestors and mine, we knew each other, so I got their blessings. But I just want to see if you see it happening because I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Oh, Pauline. Yeah. Um, uh, well, okay. So let me just clarify truth, this. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure that I heard everything. So there is a gentleman that you had a relationship prior. It did end. 
Um, uh, and you obviously got married. Your husband passed away. Have you already made a... I had already re- been married when I met No, I know. Him. Have you I- already made a reconnection with that, old, that other gentleman? Yes, I did. Uh, after I, you know, had been, you know, widowed a few years, I didn't want to do it right away. Right. I, I totally understand that. I get that. <laughs> so um, with the new gentleman, I'll be giving you an answer. I, I, I want to clarify a couple of things before I actually tell you what I'm feeling here. With the new gentleman, um, how many times have you actually connected Recently, it, it was now spotty. It was spotty because he was just getting out of his relationship, and um, so we like over maybe the last couple of years, it's been hit and miss, and then we have problems when we tr- we trigger each other. So yeah. I think he's my he, I think he's my twin, but I'm not positive. But I, like, no, whatever, these, it's just like I'm you, just you, trying wait, to wait, wait, with are, my, Did you uh, just say? Hold on, Pauline. Hold on. Slow down a bit, hun. Um, did you just say that you're you believe he might be your soul twin? Yes. No, there's no such a thing. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. There's no such a thing. I hate bursting people's bubbles. There's no such thing as soul twins. No, I get it now. I understand that part that I have to be told. I'm glad because we want to get that stuff out of the way. Now, I, I, I may be bursting your bubble over here a little bit, Pauline, but do you want to hear what I'm feeling or do you want to hear what you want to hear? No, I want to hear that's what you're feeling. And then, like, I have my own truth that it could be delusional because that's what I want. So I well, want to hear yeah, it is, Pauline, it is delusional. I will tell you it's not meant to be. And I will tell you why. And I will tell you why you reconnected again. It's an actual phenomenon that goes on with people, especially when they're getting up in age. Um. It's so much easier after you've been in a relationship for some time or you're older, you're in your 50s, you're in your 60s, you're in your late 40s even, it's happening. And you've been in a relationship, a couple of relationships, they didn't work, a spouse passed, um, a divorce, it doesn't matter how it breaks up. It's very difficult to get back into the dating scene again. And the mind and the brain knows that. And remember, I've always told everyone, and maybe you've heard this, Pauline, that the two functions, the highest functions of the human brain is one, to keep us alive, two, to protect us. So I talk about all the time how the mind protects us emotionally. So because it's emotionally painful to start all over again and put yourself out there, guess what the mind does? It searches for and says, wouldn't it be great? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hold on, Pauline. Hold on. Oh, I thought you wanted my answer. Okay. No, you're right. You were telling me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It searches down for an old flame. Because guess what? It's easier to try to re-spark an old flame than it is to begin a new one, especially when there was any kind of relationship. We've lived 20 years and we're totally new people, I would think. We're not the same person anymore. No, you're not. But here is the funny thing about the universe and your souls. Okay, it would be a lot easier and it would have worked out then if you were meant to be together today. Souls, if we do not come down here to suffer, to hurt, 
to be deprived, to sacrifice, to experience loss. Yes, we do, because that's what winds up happening, and that's what we wind up manifesting. But when souls have planned, and we do have some soul contracts, when souls have planned to be together, they will find a way. Now, there are many times where we get diverted from that plan where it actually we don't get to meet the soul that we actually plan to be with in this lifetime. And so, but that doesn't mean that we can't meet a new soul. But when we've come together with a soul and it didn't work out, 90% of the time, it's definitely not meant to work out. And you're right, people do change. But they didn't do that changing together. So there is absolutely no guarantee that the souls have grown to the extent that now they'll get along. Plus, you don't want to play the game of, are we going to get along now? Is this really meant to be? Because, Pauline, you would, you've got your answer by the mere fact alone that you needed me to answer you. If you don't know, if you didn't know you're wanting this and you're wanting to hear that it's valid, and so that's the reason why you reached out, but your soul would make it completely understandable right now that it was meant to be. Now, it doesn't mean just because you re-met each other and you reconnected, we can manifest anything. We can, you know, all we have to do is, oh my gosh, I'm lonely, I want a partner. And the inside and the unconscious part of you is saying, oh my God, we got to make this easy because I don't want to do this all over again. Hey, I what know, about I that guy that you and used I know, to be I with? know, that, and I have, um, I have something more, but if this was truly who I believe it is, then we both be doing what we need to do. And then if it's meant to be, it will happen. And if it's not, it won't. And I do need a higher love or something that's going to happen. I know you need a higher love, but you got to stop saying it. But it's got to be something that I'm going to be working with this person. And if this person exactly. wants to be higher, exactly. it's not what, what I need. About. Yeah. Absolutely. But here is the thing about it's meant to be. All right. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That gets in our way in most relationships most of the time. We're the ones that manipulate that. So it just because I still believe in that crazy, together, you know, people say happily ever after. I just still believe that in my heart. It's something. Yeah, you that are. That's right. Yes. Yes. And if you how believe, my, however, it might not be him. Like you said, that might message, not be him. Yes. And I'm not going to thank him on that being you. the one. Right. So Here is I'm the message the one. for you. I'm the one for myself. That's what I'm yeah, aiming that's right. right now. Clean the, slate, clean the slate and start again so that you can attract your knight in shining armor who you are meant to be with and who will bring you all that you desire. The yes, old... I am working on myself and healing all of me so that I can that's attract good. a very healthy relationship. And I'm, if the other person really is not doing good. their work, then I can't be with that person no matter what I want. That's what I'm. So thank you. That's why I'm saying he is. I am not seeing this to be the best fit. I I get it. I get why you're saying it. Right, and I am seeing somebody else coming as soon as you clear this out of the way. Especially since he is in a relationship that he's trying to get out of and end that. That's no, he has no. As far as I know, he has no relationship, but he might be not telling me everything. That's true. Don't know. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's some. He's got some lingering stuff that he's not ending either. 
Okay, so there's yeah. some stuff That's with That's what him. I was thinking. Something is going right. on. I had a, a funny feeling. Thank you for yeah. validating that to me, too. Thanks so much. Exactly. But, but just so that you know, Pauline, that this is actually a sign that you are still worthy of having a relationship, that oh, you're no, desirable. I know I'm worthy. I, know I'm worthy. Yeah. I definitely Absolutely. know that much already. I finally so, love myself to know that. Yes. That's right. So now attract the right person in your life and there'll be absolutely no questions to a psychic as to whether it's the right one or not. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. You're You're very welcome. I wish you the best. Keep going. All right. Um, Yes. I I mean, that uh, Pauline brought up a very important point to some people and this tends to be from middle age on. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you're male or you're female, but if you've been in unsuccessful relationships for whatever reason or relationships that have ended, we don't want to get back out into the field, into um, what are we going to go? We're going to go to bars. We're going to go to nightclubs now. We're going to go on a dating line. It's very difficult. It's painful for many people to have to do that. They're already feeling bad about themselves, that relationships, and you and that haven't worked out. So what will happen is there is the unconscious part of you that out of the clear blue, you wind up running into an old flame, an old boy. And it always is not just somebody that you knew, you know, that you cross paths with, not an old coworker. I'm talking about somebody that you were either really close friends with, but never became romantic, or that you did have a romance with, but it never worked out. And all of a sudden, you run into this person either online, um, uh, you see them in a store. Now, you've got to understand, because then these people come to me and they say, isn't the universe bringing me? The universe doesn't work that way. It is not a matchmaker. You are. And so if there is that unconscious part of you that is putting out into the universe, I want a partner and please make it easy. Then, yes, you are the one who just brought in and attracted into your energy field that old partner. And guess what? The old partner may be doing the exact same thing, which is why like attracts like. Because then the two of you wind up talking about, oh, my gosh, what a coincidence. I was just thinking about you. That's the funny part. I was just thinking about you. Of course you were, which is why you manifested that old person. You sit, you may reminisce. Gee, I wonder what ever happened to my old boyfriend. Gee, I wonder what happened to that girl I really was infatuated with, my best friend, even. I wouldn't mind, you know, having a romantic relationship with her. Maybe that would have worked out better than this one. And then, boom, you meet. you got to stop being surprised, and you've got to stop reading into everything as being a universal sign. Oh, my God, I hear it all the time. Is that a sign? Is that a sign? That's just like people. Um, Bill Maher, on his um, HBO show, he always ends with a little monologue. He doesn't begin the show with the monologue as much as he ends the show with the monologue. And my son had posted one recently. It was a little disturbing because he, you know, Bill winds up talking against anything he doesn't believe in, right? And so he was talking about karma. 
and that it doesn't exist. And he was using that primarily because of the Whoopi Goldberg incident on um, her show where she was talking about that, that the Nazi um, slaughtering of 6 million Jews had nothing to do with race. It had to do with, with um, people. It had to do with a horrible, that's what she was feeling. I, and believe me, I understand what she was coming from. She was just separating the idea of what racism is versus what inhumanity is to just, you know, re- regular people. Um, but of course, then, you know, it was blown out of proportion as it usually does. And she was suspended from the show as being punished. And people were car- commenting that that was Whoopi's karma. And so Bill did an entire uh, monologue on the fact that there is no karma. Well, I understood his point. Now, just because you know, you don't like how people are using an understanding. That's like people saying, I don't believe in God. And my response to them is, no, it's not that you don't believe in God. You don't believe the way people are defining God. Now I understand that. So no, it's not that there is no karma. You don't like the way people have been using the concept of karma, right? So it's like, um, the idea what these people were doing was saying that just because something bad happens to you, it's because of some karmic thing that you did. Oh, yes, that's why um, your business collapsed, because you stole from some of your clients. That was karma. No, no, no. Karma is a principle. It is not a law. It doesn't mean that it's absolutely going to happen, that if you do something bad, something bad is going to happen to you. Now, there are, is cause and effect. There is cause and effect. But let's just face it. If you're going to keep doing something bad, whether it be to people, bad choices you make, it's going to come back to you some way or another. And that is what the term karma, but actually the definition of karma has nothing to do with you getting punished for something you did wrong. Karma actually has a much more positive meaning, but that's another story. The whole reason why I'm bringing that up is because people read into things the way they want to read into things. They'll read into signs the way they want to read into signs. Now, this had nothing to do actually with Pauline, but she's an example. But I'm talking about other people who have called me for readings to ask me about this relationship, well, it must be the universe is bringing it to me. I'm like, no, the universe did not do that. You did that. You did that by your need. We got to understand that the things we create for ourselves, and especially when it comes to relationship and the loss of relationship is all based on our inner beliefs. And we're going to continue to talk about this subject more on the other side of the commercial break. So hang with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. When we're talking about love, call in if you want to know where your love life is. Even if you're afraid to hear what I might tell you. Be brave. Call in. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Discover the power within unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. 
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Well, glad you're joining me today. If you are just joining me, go back and listen to the first half of this podcast and show. And we're talking about love. We're at the end of the month of, of love and Valentine's Day. I call it Love Month because I love spending a lot of time speaking about love because it's the most important aspect of our existence, period. Not just our lives here on Earth, but our total existence. And so just prior to the commercial break, we were talking with a caller about love, and we were talking about some of the phenomena that happens in regards to love and relationships. And how sometimes it's easier when you're older uh, to manifest a reconnection with an old boyfriend or best friend and think that that is meant to be a relationship instead of putting yourself out there in the open again and in the market again, shall we say, to be able to attract a new person. Um, However, as I explained to my last caller and everybody else who calls, it's not supposed to be a difficult task. Love is not difficult. Attracting love is not difficult. It is the most natural thing we do today. And since our existence, we're social beings, so relationships that are natural, we actually divided our genders We were not created this way. We created the male and female intentionally in order to learn and grow and to come back together again in any form of relationship. Because we're trying to get back together in the oneness, in the oneness to understand who we really are as divine beings, as magnificent beings that we were created. So attraction is very natural. But we get in our way, we get in our way, our whole show, my whole show, Stop Stopping Yourself in my book, The Secret That's Holding You Back is all about that and how we get in our own way. And when it comes to love, let me tell you something, people come up with the most incredible excuses as to why they're not in a relationship. And I will say this, and women, you have to understand this, and I'm not downplaying abuse. I am not downplaying it at all. I do have to say that the majority of women I speak with in regards to relationships, that the reason why I would say at least 80% of them, that the reason why their last relationship did not work is because he was abusive in some way, emotionally or physically, emotionally or physically. So how does that even start? Why do women keep attracting these abusive men? Is it natural for men to become abusive? Now, that is a theory that anthropologists and sociologists have studied for years. It was originally thought that the human had an innate aggressive part of them. No, they do not. We are created from love. Aggression comes out with the lack of it, from fear. When we feel bad about ourselves, the reverse of being connected to the God force is aggression and fear. 
because we, we, we jump into a protective mode. So it's not natural for us to be, be aggressive. We can become aggressive. And that actually is very unnatural. Your entire body chemistry changes when you go from your natural peaceful state Everything in your body is working together. This has been scientifically proven over and over again and again in harmony. And the moment you add any type of anxiety or anger or aggression, your body chemistry goes completely haywire and anything can happen, including forms of illness heart attacks and high blood pressure, everything, everything, fibromyalgia, neuropathies, all different sorts of occurrences happen the moment you become unnatural. So that is a proof right there. If we were naturally aggressive, your body would adjust to that automatically. That is scientific proof that we are not meant to be aggressive. And the fight or flight syndrome, I love that one. And the way they interpreted that is that, yes, we're, that's a protective mechanism. It is a protective, it's a physiology that occurs when we're supposed to step into something bigger because of a crisis. We have the capacity to step into a power, a greater power. We set it up that way, purposely, intentionally, not for just survival. Because here's the most interesting thing. If flight was for the purpose of survival, do you know how many people died from running away from whatever the crisis was? They're running away either right into a, a worse situation running away from an animal that also started chasing them the moment they started running. There, there was many times, I'm not talking about somebody who's standing there with a gun pointed to your head and you decide to run away, even though that's where you probably have a chance of getting shot as well, and people have. I'm talking about surviving in the environment out there because that's supposedly, you know, before we had um, homes and things like that in the beginning of our existence, because that supposedly is where all of this started. Actually, the fight or flight syndrome had nothing to do with that. It was more of the empowerment syndrome. Those hormones are secreted not to get your ass out of there, but to strengthen it to do something positive and constructive. Like lift a car off of a person who's trapped under it. That's happened over and over and over again. People have developed unbelievable strength. That is the empowerment syndrome that I call it. Your soul would not have created something to just save your body alone. Even your brain, again, remember I said it has a protective function, but the protective function isn't paying attention to the outcome. It's paying attention to what you need in the moment. And it's always about some kind of strength, putting yourself in a stronger condition and position. Now, depending upon where your mindset is to start with, is going to determine what that strength winds up becoming. 
So if you're a negative person, in other words, and that hormone is secreted, chances are you're going to become more negative in some way. And you have the capacity then to become aggressive. And instead of helping somebody, you harm somebody. The exact same hormone is secreted when a person picks up a gun and is meant to shoot. That study has been done with World War veterans, with with any kind of veteran who's been in war and been in battle. They've been tested when their lives are threatened. It's not a fight or flight syndrome. It's an empowerment syndrome. And they get the extra hormone to actually pull the trigger and shoot somebody. Now, not that it was meant to be used that way either. We didn't create the body for that purpose. We did not create the body to go into battle. We created the body to thrive, to grow, to help the soul learn its greatness, its divinity, its, its, its love and capacity to love. So we're capable of, of anything. So if you're in a relationship then with men and they become aggressive or abusive, it's not that that was their nature. It's not that you attracted the wrong person. It's that the both of you went into wrongsville because that's exactly what your inner child believed would happen. And so there's where the sabotaging comes in. When two people get together in a couple, got to understand, getting together in a couple has nothing to do with sex, even though that's what everybody seems to think these days. Now, it's better to just have sex with somebody than a relationship with them because that gets all screwed up. And so does sex, too. Why do you think we have an over amount of population on this planet? Picking away at all the resources. When two people come together, they're meant to help strengthen each other. And they're meant to learn more about themselves, but doing it together in partnership. It's always stronger that way. That's what made my wife and I so strong as individuals is because of the work we did on ourselves together. So you come together to grow. Now, if you're not doing anything to grow, then you begin to stagnate. And that energy that is meant to be used for growing backs up and starts working against you. And now you become dissatisfied, displeased, bored, unhappy, whether it's with your partner or whether it's about life. The moment you get to those points, anything can happen now. And how a person deals with those feelings comes out based on your personality style, based on your gender, based on your inner core beliefs. If you're believing I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, and then you get to the point in a relationship where it's stale and it stagnates, one of those things is going to come out in some way. Yes, the male species tends to be more physical. We were meant to be more physical. It's how we uh, built the bodies to at least have one portion of this species, this human species, do the labor 
and build buildings and build protective shelters. And the while the other part of the species was procreating and having children, of course, needing the other part of the species, but they're going to create and build the communities and the relationship within the community. And they were going to also use some of their creativity and their abilities to tap into intuition to guide them into different resources and materials that we needed. So we built the bodies that way intentionally. That has nothing to do with what sex is stronger, what sex is not strong. Of course, either one can switch roles, but that is not the reason why we built the bodies this way. So, yes, there's going to be certain things that can come out in a male and certain things that come out in a female. I don't care how equal we become, which we should have been a long time ago. It doesn't matter how equal we become. You're still going to have male and female gender differences. Whether you're gay, you will still, if you are in a male body and came down with a male brain, you will have male gender issues if you are female and you're lesbian you will still have female gender things to deal with whether you get a sex change operation whether you get testosterone or estrogen injections whatever the brain came down in you will still have those gender issues and no matter what psychological processing you go through you will still have those gender. It is a built-in function of the brain. We created it that way, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're the ones that, that decided one was better than the other. That was stupid. But let's not change the differences. That's like trying to make a rose a daisy. And saying, well, just because it's a flower, it should be able to be both. No, it shouldn't. We enjoy the beauty of a rose separate than enjoying the beauty of a daisy. And a daisy is certainly not a meatball. We made these differences purposely. So we have to understand there's going to be differences in responses too, especially when it comes to relationships. And if you stagnate, You have the opportunity to see the worst of each of you, not just in men, in women too. Because the funny thing is, is when I'm on the phone with the men and they're talking about their relationships, it's all about the woman. Yes, I've been divorced. Yes, oh, well, she was intolerable. All she did was gripe and complain. The excuses are the same. That's the funny thing. No, everybody thinks that they have their own personal reason for divorcing or breaking up with somebody and it is so common it's the same thing over and over and over and over again and our problem has nothing to do with the relationships our problem has to do with the individuals and the way you feel about yourself so you can tell me or anybody whatever the problem is Oh, it wasn't me. I, and 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 be backing it up with I'm doing all the work in the world. I had a client the other day who was a spiritual teacher herself. No name given. And 
she's done a lot of work. She's done some great work. She did a lot of, and many people who do this, they do tremendous growth work spiritually. And yet the only thing lacking, the only thing she could not make work are relationships. And she's one of thousands that I have spoken with doing the same thing. Could not make relationships work. Didn't have any. Couldn't attract anything good. Holy cow. You go on this entire spiritual journey and the only thing you can't do is the most important thing is attract relationships. So for all of you out there, you may be working on your dreams, and that's fabulous. You may be working on your, your spiritual growth, and that's fabulous. You may be working on um, your career, and that's fabulous. But if you're not working on your love life, you've missed the ship. You've missed the boat. Because that's where the primary work should go. Because that is more reflective of your self feelings than whether you just were made the CEO of your company. Achievement in your job means that you can do good work, but you don't even know why. Maybe because you're devoting all your time just to your work and all the energy gets diverted there. But not having been able to attract love in your life is more reflective of your inner self feelings than anything else. Now, you can add that if you don't have a good job either, and your finances are bad and your health are bad, then you know you have a lot of bad self feelings. But you don't have love in your life. You've got to understand that there are self-love issues. And I don't care if you don't want to put, I don't need anybody. That's another excuse. That's another excuse. We're here about love. Now, do we all have to get married and love each other and marry each other? Well, I got to tell you something about that. Jesus said, live in the world, not of the world. What did he mean by that? He meant that when you incarnate down on the earth, they're playing a game. And you're deciding, unless you're going to be one of the changers of the games and the rules, you're truly deciding that you're wanting to play that game. That's why you're here at this time. So you can't come down and go off and want to play chess when everybody is playing Monopoly. Even if you don't like Monopoly, don't come down now. Now, what he meant by you don't have to live of the world, live in the world, not of the world. While you're playing the game, you don't have to cheat. You don't have to step all over each other to win like so many other people do. Because it is not in the winning that matters. It is in the playing the game. Well, guess what? And this rule has changed over time. And all you have to do is go back in history. Right now, marriage and monogamy is part of the game. It's what we consider normal here it seems to be that so many people want to change normality here well that can change over time and just because your relationship isn't working doesn't mean that you're meant to change the game right now but you're here right now and your soul is wanting to experience marriage and monogamy at least before you go and if you don't 
you're going to feel deprived when you get to the other side. So how did you feel down there this lifetime? Well, you know, um, I started my own company. I made a fortune. Oh, wow. Wow, that is fabulous, man. Good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, you know, my, my, my health was, um, was really good, too. I was pretty strong. I was pretty strong. Oh, good. So you took care. Of- yeah, well, I had the income. I could eat real well. You know, nice, eat, healthy, clean food. I was wonderful. My finances were fabulous, of course, because my business was so successful. Well, it sounds like you really got everything. You really, well, yeah, yeah, well, not, not really. What do you mean, not really? Yeah, you're a CEO, your own company, you're very successful, financially well off, didn't have to worry about money, living from paycheck to paycheck, fairly healthy. Okay, you had a heart attack in the end. That's okay, though. You lived a really fulfilling, rewarding life. What do you mean? It, um, not really. I could never find a good relationship. You know, all sucks. Everybody's messed up down there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Did you say that you couldn't find love? Not at all. Well, I thought I had it several times, but it didn't ever work out. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. It was easy for you to become a CEO of a company, your own company, financially successful, healthy. But the most important aspect of who you were as a soul, you could not create. Why? I don't know why. I guess it had to be everybody else. No, 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 no. You know the law of manifesting. You know where you are now, so you can't come up with excuses anymore. Okay, so um, I didn't think I was worthy or lovable. What? What? Then you know what? What matter was it that you were the CEO of a company and you couldn't share that with somebody? Somebody meaningful. I know, sad, right? Well, go back down and do what you have to do in order to do that. That was the whole purpose. You, you, just, you just cared about winning the game. You bypassed so many of the playing pieces and the playing board. You jumped to the head of the line in order to win. But you didn't realize that it wasn't the winning that counted. It was the playing of the game. You didn't finish playing. I don't say this to all of you and share stories like that to make you feel bad about where you're not. I share it to make you think. It's what Stop Stopping Yourself is all about, to make you think, not to make you feel bad, to make you think that you're more important than having a successful job. You're more important than having enough money. You're more important than even having perfect health. Your love life is important and foremost. And you're not meant to be alone. Because you'll find out it's easy to achieve all those things by yourself. But what do you achieve all those things for if not to share it with somebody? So what does it matter to have all you think you want 
but not have the love of somebody enjoying the achievement of your own dreams. But just for the sake of saying, I did it, go out there, risk, and stop coming up with the excuses. There are too many of them. They're abusive. They're not good. We come up with all these excuses. I'm trying. I'm working on myself. No. Teddy Roosevelt said that when you think you've done all that you could, you haven't. If the end result isn't where you want it to be, and that it can be, you haven't done enough. So go back and do more in regards to love, because that's the most important work you can do, because that's reflective of your self-love, self-love, self-love. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to work with everybody. That's not the point, because sometimes we can grow in different directions, but the ability to make it happen and then to attract somebody where you can grow in the same direction with is always available to you. Don't stop. Don't end the celebration of love because this month is over and Valentine's Day is past. Continue this into the rest of this year. Make it your dream that you are going to manifest your lover because you're worth it, because you deserve it, because you yourself are made of love and you will do whatever you need to do to experience your greatest existence here because you love yourself. So let this be a springboard into the remaining time of this year and the rest of your life to work on believing, because that's all you have to do is believing you are lovable and you will attract the love you desire and all love around you in friendships and meaningful relationships. I love you all. I wish you the best. We'll talk about new things next month, especially about luck and fortune. Come and join me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.